Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, my name is Ben Pearson. Played for North End from 2016 to 2020. Um, currently at Bournemouth and I'm here to chat about my career and um, where we're going to be going from here. Ben, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Oh, Glad to uh, finally get you in my kitchen. <laughs> I was going to do it in the living room, but figured this would probably be better sounding, at least. Living room probably would have been comfier, but hey-ho. Um, Oldham lad. Yeah. Born, and, born and bred. Yeah, I um, was born in Chadderton, uh, Oldham. So, obviously grew up there, went to school there. Yeah. Um, played for my Sunday league team, Boundary Park. Um who Paul Scholes played for yeah. uh, when he was younger. So, so no, we had a we had a good team. Obviously, um, good uh, up, upbringing. Did um, you always sort of have the dream of becoming a footballer, like most young lads? Yeah, I think um, I think every lad similar to me, and everyone wants to be a footballer. Certainly, back in my day as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in my life, <laughs> I'm uh, it's, all, you. it's all gaming now, isn't it? And stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I I worked hard at it. I, I remember my dad used to show me show me videos to yeah. to the park pretty much every day. We used to play Wally Crossbar Challenge. Yeah. Um, so I think looking back, I was probably a bit more dedicated, a bit more sort of into it than all the other kids. Yeah. Were you a United fan growing up? Yeah, my dad was a big United fan. Yeah. Um, so obviously. Signing for for Man United was probably biggest thing that could have happened to me at the what, time. What was your feeling like? Were you, were you just buzzing? Uh, it was a weird. It was a weird one because when I was playing for my local team, there was probably f- well, we had a good, we had a really good side which helped. Yeah, um, I think we won from under seven to under eight. I think we won about thirty tournaments. Literally every tournament we went in, we won. Jesus. Um, so we even had like team trials. So. I remember our Sunday league team. We went to when we went to Bolton as a team trial, not just me individually. Um, so we had a really good team. I think obviously it was six aside. Then I think it was I think five signed um, at academies, but whether that was I think four signed at Oldham. I signed at United. My other mate signed at Bolton. Yeah. So we had a real good team. What What was it like going into that? sort of academy set up from grassroots because I, I coach grassroots I know what it's like um, some of them are absolute head the balls like yeah. you look at them and think last in an academy like did you did you make that transition quite well do you think I mean obviously you did because yeah. you've gone on to have the creative ad but like how, how was it looking back uh, I think when you sign for an academy especially at under 8s under 9s I think you don't really think about anything like that, do you? I think it's more... It kind of boils down to think it's the norm. Yeah. I think, looking back, that's what I thought it was. Um, I think at the time it was Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. You'd go in Saturday mornings. So it was just sort of like playing for your local team. Just That was the norm. So I sort of adjusted fine to it. It's obviously playing with 
with a lot better players yeah. but you sort of you become mates really quickly so you, you're back to playing with your mates again yeah. so it became the norm and it's what every lad dreams of well, what every kid dreams of isn't it like yeah it's probably going in playing with your friends and just enjoying it yeah is that that's, that's that's all it was and you sort of it probably gets more serious as you as you get older but I think at that age probably natural ability um, is the main thing yeah. main thing I think people say about hard work which is very important but I think as a kid you've got to have natural ability to, you to get somewhere otherwise you don't get the opportunity yeah. here so I were you think, always a midfielder? no I was a striker when I was <laughs> which, is hard, which is hard to believe isn't it? I know I was I was probably up front me and this lad called Mighty Singleton was probably the two strikers in the team and we scored I mean at that age talking 50 hundred goals each yeah. at under 8s under 9s um, so now I was a striker I was probably the quickest in the team back then yeah. um, so you always stick, sit the fast one up stick front, fast yeah. one front yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't really remember too much as in you know my actual ability wise yeah. then um, I just remember, like I said, playing in in the Sunday League team and pretty much winning everything we went into. Just bagging loads of goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I still speak to quite a lot of the lads who who we played with then, and um, I don't. None of them are playing at the minute. Yeah. But, um, like I said, we had we had some team, and um, at under eight, we was probably the best wiping the floor yeah, with, everything. with everyone. Um, so obviously you, you've gone from grassroots. You're in the academy. You, if my research is correct, which it often isn't, <laughs> but you made your debut for the under 18s at 14. Yeah, it's it's sort of half correct. Um, right. So we went <laughs> just another to... example of some <laughs> shit research. Yeah. No, it, it's kind of correct. Um, we went to Malta on a sort of a training camp yeah um, and it was under 18 so I actually can't remember why I got picked um, maybe just because you were good yeah p- potentially I don't know whether there was a lot of injuries at, right, yeah, at that yeah. point for the for the youth team but I got picked and we went with likes of Pogba was there yeah um, Jesse Lingard there was there was a lot of top players there and I just went as like sort of the young kid I think um, bring him along bring him along for the experience, for the experience kind of sort of thing, thing. Um, so I played a couple of friendlies. Uh, I must have probably come off the bench yeah. um, at that point. So it wasn't technically an official right. under eighteen game, but um, I was involved with the squad. Yeah. Still, like fourteen years old, it must have been absolutely buzzing for you to yeah, it was, just yeah. be involved. Yeah, and probably the baggiest kit you can ever imagine—the <laughs> youth team's kit. And I yeah. was I was small anyway at, at that age. Um, it's sort of like a, a sack on you. Yeah, pretty much from <laughs> under tens to under eighteens, it was like a bin bag on me. Um, but no, what what an experience that was at the time. How did how did you progress through the academy then? Like how how was it something that you look back on and think it served me well to get to the point that I'm at in my career now, or was it just a case of you cracking on and just just seeing where it took you? Or um. I think probably in the early years it was just let's just crack on and, and see where I get. Um, as you get older, it starts going a bit more serious. And yeah. You probably take it a bit more seriously. I was probably out with my mates every night in the park playing footy at, at 10, 11, 12. Um, 
and then you start probably concentrating on your sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. So it probably went about under 12s, 13s, 14s. I started taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, but like, like I said to most kids, I said, you, you play it because you love it and you enjoy it. That's yeah. the main thing. I noticed, actually, um, you, I, th- I think it's you anyway, Piro 4, yeah. sponsoring Centre Eases, like under 9s maybe? Under 10s? Yeah, it was. It here. was um, Jack Older Physio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his lad. His, his lad play, might play for him. Right, yeah. Um, so he got me involved in, in that. So yeah, I, I supply the kit and stuff. Penny like. Centuries are our big rivals. I coach oh, Pemberton Town, yeah. So I see, not at that age, my lads are under 15s yeah. now, but I just remember uh, like going to training one morning at the the local AstroTurf and these little like, lads walking <laughs> past with Piro 4. I was like, that's not that common. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's. No, it came from. Um, I sponsored my. Mates team, yeah. Um, back in Oldham a couple of years ago, they, they asked me if I could help out. Um, so I said I help them out. Yeah. But I, I want my name on the shirt. <laughs> so uh, I sorted them out, and then I think Jack will seen that. So he just asked Same me if I could help out. So I well, you've mind. had your name on the front and the back of shirts so. <laughs> then. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, you've won an award that a lot of very good footballers have won. The young was it the young player of the year at United in yeah. the academy? Yeah. At that moment, are you thinking, "Shit, the bed, like this is big," or are you thinking, "This is time to kick on"? Um, at the time, it was probably like I've said before. It's probably you sort of just going with the flow with yeah. things, um, and then you realise a couple of years later who's won it, who's won it after me, who's won it before me, you yeah. realise how big... I, th- I think the biggest thing for me with that award was I looked at the list of players and seen all the players. Yeah, because, like, Scholes, had won it. Giggs had won it. Even the likes of Welbeck, yeah, McKay, Wes, Brown. Wes Brown, Giuseppe Rossi. Yeah. They all had good careers. Yeah. So it gave me, I think, a bit of confidence that I was going to make it. Yeah. Um, Professionally, one of them where you're like, do you know what? Maybe I'm actually not half bad. Yeah, well, I think I think it just gives you a bit of boost of confidence yeah. and gives you some assurance that you've got a right good chance to make it. Here. Yeah. Um, I think at the time you like you were so many times that how many players fall out of football after after youth team or just before it. Yeah. It's probably ninety five percent of players fall out. So I think you still got in the back of your mind that. You're sort of you're playing for the fun of it, but you're so close to it being your job and what you've dreamed of yeah, that what you've worked for. And I think that just gave me a bit of validation that um, I've got a good chance of, of making it. Yeah. Was it? Did you ever feel like pressure on the maybe on the back of winning that award, or just while you were in the academy, like you like I'm at one of if not the biggest club in the world. Like, I've just won this Young Player of the Year award. Like, did it ever get to you? Or no, not really. No, I don't think. I think from the outside it's probably made more of a thing yeah. I think from the inside it was we had a group of 20 team players probably 6-7 had good seasons it was a pick of could have been one of could have been one, one, of, one of 6 or 7 of us so at, at the time I just can't remember so we had like a, an awards dinner yeah. um, I think I've seen the, the picture <laughs> I look about 12 um, <laughs> and so the, so the winner of all the awards obviously the first team are, are all there because it's it's their awards dinner um, all the sponsors all the chief exec um, 
and then when you win in the award you have to go up and do a speech <laughs> right. so I, I bear in mind I'm 16 17 um, shitting myself yeah um, I'm thinking please don't win just because <laughs> I don't do well, I was kind of a bit gutted when I won just because um, an on the fly speech <laughs> yeah nothing prepared obviously wasn't expecting it I was just saying like please don't win please don't win and when I won you sort of just going with the flow of it yeah. acting really nervous um, I think I can't remember I said I said something like oh how do you feel and I was like oh dead good in front of bearing in mind you're talking the best players in the world yeah. and, and everyone started laughing and it sort of broke the ice a bit but relaxed you a bit yeah, it relaxed yeah. me a bit yeah but I just remember that being the most probably nervous I've ever who been who was there then like, at the dinner what players wise yeah well, would Fergie have been there um, I think Fergie was the manager at the time wasn't yeah he? I think he must have been Um well, it was, yeah, it was 2012-13, you were Yeah, it must, so, have, been, it must yeah. have been. Um And then obviously the players was like, you know, see your skulls, your, yeah. gigs, your Rio, um, every, everyone. So, so as soon as you hear that laugh, you're thinking, it's all right. Even, even, even the likes of, I remember Tyson Fury, he was at the dinner. Right. Um, there was all sorts of... So he's a big United fan, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big yeah. United fan. He used to go um, every year to the awards dinner. Yeah. So that was probably the most nervous I've ever been at. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in that position, to be fair. Uh, I thought I was nervous when I recorded my first podcast. Who was it with? Dave Lucas. I don't know if you've met Dave or no, if you know him. No, I've never seen him. Um, I kind of knew him anyway, but like, coming and sitting in my living room, I was like, oh my God. It's when you're in the unknown, though, yeah, isn't it? I think yeah. that's what it is. I think when you've experienced something before, you're all right. Yeah, exactly. And anything new, I, I'm the same now. Any, I play quite a bit of golf now. Yeah. Um, but when you're not great at something, or you don't know if you're great at something, you just panic. Yeah, uh, who's watching me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when someone's on the tee behind you. I'm thinking, please don't watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't play golf for that reason. <laughs> so, how was your progression, sort of, from that point through the academy? Like, so was, I, it, was it up to the under twenty ones? Yeah, up to the under or twenty threes as it is now. Yeah. I so obviously I started under nines. Um, then obviously you go through all the age groups. Um, we got to a point, I think it was new at the club, so I think it was under 13s, under 14s, they picked like three or four players and they sent you to a different school. What, like as in an actual school where you go every day? Yeah, so it's like your normal school, but Man United sponsored it. Right, so yeah. I think that was more so that so like like you say you've got 20 people in your age group at at your club um like three four five i think there were six in our age group um you get picked to go to this school so i left my school in oldham i think in year eight um and then moved there that was so from oldham to that old tringham way yeah um moved there just so i could get taken out of school we used to get picked up in a minibus right um like dinner time most days focus more on playing yeah just to get I think it was more I think at that time there was something to do with I think you needed like they said 20,000 I think it is or 10,000 hours of football that was a statistic at the time Um, it might have been 10,000 hours as a kid up until 16 that's sort of the basis of what you need to become pro and I think at the time, obviously, only going Tuesday, Thursdays and maybe a Saturday morning, yeah. he wasn't getting them hours in. Yeah. 
So I think they started that just to get yourself training Monday to Saturday. Get you in the swing of things. Yeah. Kind of thing. um, and then obviously lived away from home. I lived in Diggs. How did you find that? It, it was it was okay. Um, I think you get used to it after a bit. Yeah. Bearing in mind I was only 12 um, leaving home. so That's pretty big. Yeah, it, it's young. I think nowadays it's obviously you sign a scholar, don't you, at 16 yeah. and we usually do it for a couple of years then. But um, I think United was sort of like the driving force of doing it early like yeah. that. I don't know if there was many other clubs that did that at the time. Do you time. think that's like helped you in your career like later on? Yeah, I think it's... I always have this discussion, should I have done it, should I not? Um, I think given where I've probably got to, it's probably worked out like I should have. Yeah. Um, but then you all, you do miss out on quite a lot. You've obviously got your mates. Yeah. Um, not seeing them every day in, in school, school and all so that. You, you miss all that, you miss all that sort of connection that you've had. Yeah. Um, and then you're basically thrown in with six of your mates from football into a school, brand new school with all new normal people. kids. Um, was it a mixed school or was it like an all boys school? No, it was or? a mixed school. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the biggest challenge I remember probably for six months. We used to just all hang around together so there was that six <laughs> sticking in a group six United kids in a random school like, you can imagine like the rest of the kids were looking at us thinking what the, who are these yeah. um, and then you obviously as the years go on you sort of blend in you go to classes you to on your own and, and you, you get to know people so I made quite a lot of friends at that school um, but I still obviously kept in contact and still yeah. my good friends are from my original school yeah. that sort of period then do you think, looking back when you sort of knew that there was the opportunity to go and loan to Barnsley, do you think that sort of give you that grounding to maybe deal with or cope better with the move to Barnsley and obviously moving away? And Yeah, I'd probably say, I think moving away at a young age, it, like I said before, it becomes a norm. I think... Um, I think going going to Barnsley. I think I was one of the first in my age group that went on loan at that point, um, and it was more of a. I played in the under 18s I played in the the twenty ones at the time, quite a few games, and it was just the case of that's the next progression. Yeah, I think it was Danny Wilson who who spoke to Warren Joyce, who was the manager of the reserves yeah. at the time, um, and just said, "Can he can I go for a month?" And they said to me, "Oh." Barnsley want to take you for a month what do you want to do so I just said I'll pop my bags and, and go and crack on see what happens yeah. um, like I said I was only 18, 19 at the time so I, I didn't really know what to expect never watched League 1 never played in League yeah. 1 um, didn't really know many players who had just because I was one of the first in my age group um, so I just went there quite confident but quite nervous um, so and, and to be fair it's one of best things I've done yeah. um, I think just like many people say just playing in men's football and understanding what it takes to win I think that probably give me a kick up the backside at the time I used to just play tippy tappy football yeah. thinking it was the, the way forward and then you, you're thrown into the deep end The obviously you mentioned that you were a striker how did you become a midfielder? Um, so I, I I started as a striker as a kid, um, and then as I went through United, I like, did you of, join the academy as 
a striker that makes sense I don't actually know I think I started as more of an attacking midfielder yeah um, and I stayed as an attacking midfielder till under 16s um, I remember playing um, in the night cup it, it was called I don't know if it's still going um, massive tournament at under 16 level um, and I played just behind the striker yeah. in that um, in like the 10 really. yeah in the 10 and then I think the first year of my youth team I was the exact same I started in as a as a 10 and it was only I think it was we played a youth cup game semi-final at Old Trafford against Chelsea and um, he put me in a number 4 um, and I think we got beat that game um, but I played really well yeah. literally ever since yeah. ever since that day I stayed there yeah yeah, it's interesting that. Like, I don't think I've ever met a footballer that has started in the position that they've gone on to play in professionally. No, no I don't think I've I've ever met anyone. I think and I'm gonna guess you've met a lot more than me. Yeah, you seem to you seem to drop back and back, yeah. don't you? I know um, Matt Hill. I had him on when I first like spoke to him about his career. He's like, yeah, I started as a left winger, and then over time just dropped back and like ended up as a left fullback. <laughs> Yeah, I think you, you realise, you, you understand what you're good at and what yeah. you're bad at, I think that's what happens, um, and you go through stages of, everyone wants to score goals, yeah, everyone yeah. wants to take, and then you realise you're actually you're not very good at that, goals. <laughs> so you end up dropping further, <laughs> and the further back you the further back you go, is probably the worse, worse you actually realise you are, yeah. Um, so now I think my natural progression is probably back, back to full back in a couple of years, <laughs> that's what I'll probably do. Um, like Alan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's the next step for her, especially at centre mid. Yeah, um, just dropped a fullback. Ollie, uh, my one of my old co-hosts, will love that you've said that because for ages he was banging the drum that centre mid and fullback are like two of the most interchangeable positions. Yeah, on I think the football um, pitch. I I always say that I, I I always look at it the way, in my opinion, football works is your keeper's your worst player. Yeah. And I should have maybe tried in that as a kid. <laughs> as you progress up the pitch, it gets better and better and better until your striker's your best player. That's, in my opinion, how it yeah. should be. That's why I always say to, say if you're playing centre half, I say Just give me the ball because I'm better than you, which is why I'm centre mid and you're centre back. Yeah. Um, and why if a striker says give me the ball, you give him the ball yeah. because he's better than you. Um, so that's how I've always yeah. looked at it. Um, how how did the loan to Barnsley come about? Was it something that you just got told about or were you sort of like, I'm ready for like the next step? Or No, I, I wasn't making any sort of noises on wanting to go out on loan. I think, I don't even think my agent set it up either. Right. Um, I think it was the Barnsley getting in contact with, with United Warren and probably Joyce. saying, who's your better players in the youth team or in the 21s? Yeah. Um, and then he sort of put my name into the hat, um, and that's how it came about. There was no a week before this might happen. This it was literally on the day. I think it was the the Wednesday or Thursday. He came up to me after training and said, "Oh, do you want to go to Barnsley for a month?" So I said, "All right, I'll do it." Ended up there on the Thursday training. Trained on the Friday and told I'm playing on the Saturday. Um, that's pretty much exactly how it went. All right. Yeah. It's yeah. You hear like loads of stuff, don't you? Like, oh yeah, I've known about it for a couple of weeks, been working on trying to get it done or whatever, and then 
you get the complete opposite of that like you just said where yeah. it's like do you fancy it yeah fuck it why not yeah that, that's that's pretty much it. I think as you get older I think yeah I'd say if I was to go on loan now I'd probably I don't know I'd I'd look into it a bit more yeah you'd when, consider it a bit yeah more. and I could sort of dictate yes or no to that yeah um, depending on where it is or what, whatever yeah, yeah. I'm feeling whereas at that age you sort of you do anything, any, don't you? Take any opportunity. Yeah, yeah that's don't you? literally what it was. Yeah, because you don't. I mean, obviously, now you don't want someone like bloody like, I don't know, Newport coming in and being like, "Come here, we take Ben on loan." No. Yeah, ex- exactly. And if you're say a northern lad, and I don't know, say like you say Newport coming and say, "Do you want to go on loan for a month?" You probably think, or oh, six months. You think, oh, I don't fancy that. A lot um, of lot of hassle for yeah for six months yeah. where you're probably not going to achieve too much. Yeah. Um, whereas at like I say eighteen, nineteen, you're like, well, what is it to lose? Exactly. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. You? So obviously, I think that loan ended up getting extended to the end of the season. How? How was that time, sort of playing in League One and that first experience of like men's football, if you will? Probably one of the most enjoyable in my career, that, yeah. that was. I think past the initial month of bedding in and settling in, um, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, I, I mean, I, I watched their games afterwards when I left for yeah. months and months afterwards just because I enjoyed it so much. We had... We had a really good team as well at the time. Um, we went through sticky patch and stuff like that. But when you look at the players that we had and where they ended up, yeah, um, we had a good team. Were you there them. when was it Connor Hurraham was there? Yeah, Connor was the skipper at the time. Right. Um, so we had like me, Connor, um, Josh Scowen, who's at Sunderland yeah. now. He went to QPR at the time. Um, like Sam Winnell up front. He yeah. went to Derby for decent money at the time. Um, who else did we have Marley Watkins who went Bristol City yeah Adam Hamill who was very good then. yeah um, has he just retired I don't know what he's doing he, doing he when I left Barnsley they ended up going up and yeah. he was he was probably their main man he was, um, he was a winger wasn't he yeah he was yeah. a tricky winger and for, for that league he was class yeah he was one of the best I've seen at that times for that league um, and he's single-handedly took him up I think pretty much just how good he was did you did you want to extend your stay obviously when when that season came to an end was it like I want to go back or were you sort of thinking actually I've had a taste I want to see what's out there now and maybe get a permanent move or Um, I think at at the time I I probably wanted to stay United because I I was still only 19-20 I still wanted to to test my luck and see see it, how far I could go. Um, Just on that, do you think you could have? I think the Barnsley, my second loan killed me. Yeah. I think if I didn't go on that, my career could have been completely different. Yeah. Um, I think when I re-signed for Barnsley, so I did the month, then I extended for, till the end of the season, yeah. then I went back there the following season um, for six months. And I think that's when Van Gaal took over and a load of my mates got an opportunity um, the likes of well, Paddy McNair played Tyler Blackett played yeah. even like James Weir who is playing I think in Slovakia now and Donald Love at Shrewsbury yeah. um, they all got chances in the first team yeah. and I was on loan at the time 
so Lucky. it was one of them where if I wasn't on loan I probably would have had the opportunity had the opportunity and you never know what can happen in that one well, game that's the thing isn't it yeah. I mean again we've spoken about it on the podcast uh, a few times like no disrespect to Scott McTominay but I don't think he's any better than you <laughs> Well, Scott, 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 Scott is a weird one. I remember. Um, is he young, slightly younger than? Yeah, you? Scott is, I think, two years below me. Yeah. Um, but he was always really small as a kid. Right. Because um, he's massive now, isn't he? Yeah, he's six foot five now. Yeah. And he's, he's built like a British shell. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, so he went to my school. Right. Um, and he, so he, he must have been technically quite good. Yeah. I, I've trained with him quite a few times. Um, but you never in a million years would you have expected him to be like to be now. what he's doing now. Full great him whenever yeah, I yeah. whenever I watch him he plays well. Um, like I said, no no disrespect to him. I think he's a very good player, but obviously I haven't watched you at North End for five years. I've never looked at Scott and you and thought he's a lot better than Ben. Like Yeah, I think if, like you yeah. say, if things had worked out differently then Yeah. Football's about looking at yeah. uh, being in the right place at the, at right, the right time, time and taking your opportunity when it comes. I think, I think that's happened to me three or four times, like good and bad. And like I say, it's just about taking that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So, how did the move to North End come about then? I think it was so. I did the six months on loan in the second season at Barnsley. Mm. Um, and I could have extended it another six months to the end of the season. And Preston actually wanted to take me on loan. Um, Initially? When I chose Barnsley the second season. Right. So I think it was Preston, MK Dons, when they was in the champ, and Barnsley in League One. Yeah. Um, And I was weighing up whether to go to MK Dons because it was in the champ, I think it was. Um, but I knew... you needed to play up a level and all that. Yeah, that was... That was a big decision, but I just wanted... I enjoyed my time at Barnsley. I enjoyed the lads, um, the manager. I knew I was going to play. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, give it another six months of seeing where I got and it, to. it saves... I guess it saves you having to go through that bedding in period again, getting to know everyone, yeah. moving all your stuff and, and all that sort of... Thing. Yeah, that was the main reason. I think I'm quite a... Not a homeboy, but... I, I prefer like my home comforts. I don't yeah. like being in... a northern lad. Yeah, pretty much. I don't like being in scenarios which I'm unsure of. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the reason why I did that, rather than going loan to Preston or or MK Dons. Yeah. And then I went back to after Christmas in the January. I went back to United um, just for a couple of weeks, just to see what it was about. Um, and then Preston Preston came in and. To be honest, I didn't know too much about Preston at the time. I'd not many people. No, do. I'd like to say I only live forty minutes away. I'd never yeah. been to Preston. I'd never. I didn't really know anyone from there. Yeah. Um, didn't know any of the players. Um, so just like, like I said before, as a young kid, you just jump at it and take the opportunity. Yeah. Was was the fact that it was was so close to home like a, a big thing for you? Yeah, definitely. I think if say, um, like say at the time, say Bournemouth came in at that time I'd have probably been a lot more nervous and a lot more reluctant to go to go yeah I think um, I think location is important for footballers I think yeah. that's goes sort of under the radar um, was was there an opportunity to join Barnsley permanently or were they never sort of in a position to do that I'm not 100% sure I don't know I, I, I might be lying if I said there was um, 
I think if I would have pushed it, I probably could have. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I don't, I don't know what the reason was at the time. I'd never really pushed that. Right. Um, I think because it was in League One, I think coming from United, I kind of wanted my permanent move to be in the Championship. Yeah. Um, Especially after like a couple of loans at League One, you've played. Yeah, and you've done, you've done all right at League yeah. One. You know the level. Um, I think. The natural progression and obviously is a chance step, yeah. Because yeah. was it you and Liam Grimshaw that came together? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, my mind's a bit blurred. Well, with, I got, I got to, again, I don't know how much of it's true or even how much of it you'd know, but I got told that North End came in for you, uh, whatever the fee was, like, was it 300 grand or something? Yeah, something, something like that. Something like that, and then... United are like we'll we'll chuck Liam in as well, kind of thing. Like yeah, it might, it might have been. I can't actually remember why Grimmy came with her unless it was like like a double deal, like yeah. you say. Uh, Again, um, I don't know how much of that's true, but no, but I, I didn't know anything about it until um, I don't even think we signed on the same day. I don't think did we? No, I don't think there was a lot of time between it, but I don't think it was the same day. No, so I think it must literally just have been separate deals. Yeah, then, but. But no, like I, I think, like I said, the location was massive, a major thing for me, and especially at, I think I was still living at home with mum and dad at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, that was a major yeah. reason. Did well, I don't, I don't. I've heard a story. Don't know if it was you or Josh Harrop, but I got told that whichever one of the two of you it was, the club showed you around Springies. And then sort of use the plans for the new training ground as like a this is what we're working towards to like help you sign. <laughs> no, can you imagine then, it, was, it wasn't me. I think it must have been Harold. Yeah, but, it must have been Josh. I, yeah, no, me. can you imagine that? I remember when I signed, um, didn't like, once get shown the training ground. Yeah, I'm not um, surprised. Which I'm, which I'm not surprised at. Um, I've never actually been to Springies, but obviously I've sent pictures of it and that. And I mean, the pi- to give it some credit, the pitches. The year I left, or the year before, that was very good. Yeah. Um, I think they spent quite a lot of money on the ball yeah, pitch, yeah. Um, and that was better than the new training grounds pitches um, by some way. Yeah. Um, it's just the actual facilities, facilities like the, the the gym and the, the changing rooms. Just it's just cold every yeah. day. It's like I've, I've it's like a League Two training ground, really. Yeah. Um, at best. Yeah. Well, I mean it's. Probably twenty years old. Like, yeah, I remember vaguely. Remember when they moved into it? At the time, it was like oh, it's a state of the art thing. And then you think we'll move out of it eventually. <laughs> twenty years later, twenty years later, there. just about moved out. But I don't think they showed any players that came. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They didn't mention it once when I when I signed. Literally took me to the stadium. You look round and think, Jesus Christ, what a stadium! What a stadium! Yeah. Um, and that was it. Sign on the dotted line, <laughs> turn up the next day and you're thinking, what have what I done? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> I had, um, I mentioned it before, I had Joe Savage on and he told a story about when he was at Norwich, they got Sebastian Haller from Utrecht, I think it was, yeah. before he went to... West Ham? Um, no, the other club that he went to from West Ham. Oh, okay. Um, and showed him around the training ground and Joe said, like, I could tell the moment he walked in the training ground he wasn't signing. <laughs> so he just, like, he looked at it, was like, eh, yeah, okay, left. Two days later, phone call. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not signing. Like, no, it's, it's no better than where I'm at. To be fair, I don't think, especially nowadays, as much as you're at the training ground every day and it should be majorly important, Yeah. I don't think players care about it. Yeah. Um, I think when they're signed, they care about it. Yeah. But if you say to a player, you're signing for a premiership team on X amount of money, but the training ground's a field... They ain't gonna care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's the level and and obviously the money is yeah. the most important thing. How how was Simon when you joined? Yeah, it was it was really good. I I loved playing under him. To be fair, I think the first I think the first three months of me signing, four months, I was sort of I was in the team, out the team. Yeah, um, that was gonna be a, 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 another was. It took you quite a while to break in, didn't it? Yeah, I think. I signed and within a week I, I played in the for, in the game straight away at Bristol City and we won. Um, and I just remember going into the first training session thinking, wow, these are a lot better than what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, and I think the nerves kind of got over me for the initial couple of months. Yeah. Um, I think... Because that, that was your first experience at the level as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. And obviously this I've signed two and a half three years this is my next three years so I've got to get get it right I need to get up to speed and I think um, I just think nerves got the better of me to be honest I think I think you go into a club and you need to sort of prove that you're you're able to play at that level Um, and I think that being able to prove it probably got me nervous and got me got me worried and I sort of started doubting myself a little bit as to can I play at this level? Yeah. Um, and I probably that lasted three or four months. And obviously the more games you play and probably not playing the best, you sat down even more. Yeah. And you get stuck in that rut of, you can't get out of it really. Yeah. I think that's what happened. How how important was Simon for getting you out of that then? Or the lads maybe? Um, or even Glenn, because I've heard that Glenn was Yeah, like, Snods was, is unbelievable. Um what an assistant manager. Yeah. Um, he still texts me now, to be fair. He texts me <laughs> after the playoff game um, to get the first leg we won. Um, he just said, oh, congrats, and I hope the injury's all right. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's always giving me a message. Um, but he, he was classy. He, he's literally like one of the lads. Yeah. Um, but then on a match day, he's serious, and he gets you going. On. Yeah. Uh, I think that's perfect, what you need yeah. from your, your assistant. Um but I think as much as Simon was like, in the end, he was brilliant for me. I think it was a lot of, I said, being in the right place at the right time, yeah. which got me out of the rut. Um, remember I came, we did pre-season after I'd signed. Um, wasn't doing too great. Started back in that rut again. Yeah. Struggling. Um, then I didn't play for... I think about three months, four months, just on the bench. Yeah. It was me and remember uh, Ben Davies, good good friends with him. Uh, we was just sat in the stand pretty much the whole season. Yeah. Uh, for three or four, three or four months. Because uh, I think Ben was as good as leaving, wasn't he? I know we'll come on to Simon leaving, but I think Ben was as good as going to Fleetwood, wasn't he, at one point? Yeah, it was, yeah. But, or was that, maybe that was... Uh, no, that was that would have been when you were there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was a few, there was a few. Of us. I, I remember we played. Well, we played Ipswich um, away. Sat in sat in the stand. I've travelled four hours here. Yeah. Sat in the stand. Um, Not ideal. I, I think after that game, I was with Hunts. 
and Hunt is obviously older, so he's like, don't worry about it. I remember going home after that game saying, it's like, I'm going to have to go on loan in January. Yeah. Like, I can't sit sit, sit in the stand all, all year. Um, and then I was on the, not sorry, in the stand at Brentford away, you know, when we got beat 5-0? Yeah, yeah. I was in the stand with Hunts with that, and we was thinking, what what can I do to get in? We're just gonna beat five nil. Yeah. Um, and then it was the game against Bournemouth. I was gonna say um, that was that was the one that sort of yeah, maybe not just you, but all the lads sort of kickstarted us that season. I think. Yeah, I think we were struggling at the time, um, and that was another one of their moments where. You sink or swim, don't you? Yeah. You, you either pull it out they, the they were prem, weren't they, at that point? Yeah, they was in the prem, and to be fair, they put the put the rest of quite a lot, but the side was good. Yeah. Um. So you think it's one of them where you're nervous because you think this is if I don't do well here, that's my career at North End done. Yeah. Um. And then I think what people don't realise is I just bought a house at the time. Um. So obviously. It's easy saying it now, but my mortgage payments are to go with what my wages yeah. at Preston, like like anyone. So I'm thinking, if I don't play well here, I'm going to be shipped out. I'm going to have to sell the house. You start thinking the worst, yeah. of it, especially you know, I've just bought it. I've just, literally just bought it. My life's gone downhill, and it's all riding <laughs> on this game, pretty much. Um, That's a lot of pressure, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I think you overthink. I was 21, 22 at yeah. the time, so I'm thinking. My life's going down if I yeah. don't play well here. Um, so no, that that was probably, I'd say probably that's probably the biggest moment in my career, as in where it could have gone either way. Either way, yeah. yeah. So that game, I think that was uh, Simon scored a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah, Mackinac scored yeah. a hat trick. Yeah. Um, after that, then you all as a group, are you like, do you know what? That's just proven to us that we're better than what we've shown, and obviously you probably all knew that anyway. But like, we're better than what we've been doing the last few months. Like, let's kick on now and like let's try and get up the table and and whatnot. Yeah, I think that was like not only for me it was a change change point, but I think for the team. Yeah, I think everyone. Um, it just gives you confidence and the players who I think a lot of us who weren't playing played in that game Yeah, and I think it was like a spiral as probably the players who were playing watching on thinking oh they've done well then they have to up the game and it's a big spiral yeah. effect so I think that's what that's what happened because even I think Davo played in that game um, Ben Pringle was in that yeah. game there was quite a lot of us who hadn't been playing much I think Welsh played in that game. Yeah. Um, even Sats Mackinac scored that trick. There was a lot of us who hadn't been playing many minutes, um, and I think it just said to the man. I think, I think everyone was in the same position as to, I've got to show up here or else I'm not going to play for the rest of the season. Yeah. And when the chips are down like that, it's amazing what sink or swim in it. Yeah, it is what what a team can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's that was up there. That season, and I'm gonna I don't know, but I'm gonna guess we finished eleventh. I think we did finish it eleventh, yeah. I remember um, it was two seasons, wasn't it, back to back? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think we finished I don't know if I, I think we finished actually quite poorly. Yeah. But we had a good middle period. Yeah, but yeah. from that game on till probably March we we did really well. Yeah. 
So I think, well, we finished 11th. It seems as if we finished 11th every year, didn't yeah. it? It's <laughs> like home, isn't it? <laughs> no, back home again. Um, let's talk about the goal against Villa. Like, <laughs> I, I remember that quite vividly because I'd just got back that morning from Miami. I'd been to Miami with my now wife, but like that's where we got engaged. And I remember she was like not kicking off but she was like don't be don't be like stressing to get to the football and like if you don't get there you don't get there and I was like no 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 you don't understand it's not a case of you don't get there you don't get there so I remember ringing my dad when we'd got off the plane to be like are you at the airport are you ready to pick us up he was like yeah I'm here don't worry get your bags get through and we'll get you back I remember I just got up to my seat on the finish stand turned round and then the passage of play happened. Yeah. And then you just come running in, smashed into the back of the net, and then straight into like the Villa fans, <laughs> arms out, shouting and screaming. Was that just like just pure emotion? Just pure I think it was just relief. Emotion. Yeah. Just relief. I think from the the four months I've had prior to that, played in the Bournemouth game where you're on a big high, but you know the league's what matters. If you don't yeah. perform in the league, you're still back to square one. I played came on off the bench against Wigan in the game after I think I would have probably started Yeah. but I think the game was only three days after and we'd flown to Bournemouth so I think it, I remember Grayson saying to me like, yeah, I'm just going to put you on the bench um, so I was like oh, I haven't been on the bench all year so I'm happy with that yeah it's a start came on last 15 minutes and I did quite well yeah um, and then I'm not sure it might have been the Villa game next Um so it was like my first, maybe my first or second start, um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. It, I think confidence is a massive thing in football. Yeah. I think it was, I was just confident. I think probably that week in training, everyone was flying. I went from being timid in training, just passing it safe, being just floating along yeah. to getting it, running past players, and thinking. I'm just as good or better than the players I'm playing yeah. with. Just having that inner belief. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think I, I just took that throughout that season. Um, and then, yeah, that, that goal was, I think it was a bit of relief, a bit of emotion, a bit of I never ever score anyway. Yeah. So it was all rolled into one. Um, and then the fact that it was against Villa as well, like they'd come down, I think yeah. they fancied as well, weren't they? They brought like, a lot of fans, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I think the manager got sacked after that game yeah, as well. Um but yeah, it was just pure relief that game. Yeah, it was one of my one of my highlights. That just I don't even know why I celebrated like that. Like, I don't, I've got nothing against them. I was going to say, yeah, like have you it. got like a personal agenda against no, them? Think, or? Like if I did it now, I wouldn't have done it. I think it was just pure not knowing what to do and just relief. Yeah, because I just thought, right, I've sort of I'm here now. I deserve to be here. Let's crack on. Yeah. Um, whereas the previous four months, I was thinking, I'm lucky to be at this level. How was sort of the rest of the time under Simon and, and Snods before, obviously, the end came, if you will? Like, was it was it a period that you felt we could have done better, or maybe should have done better, or do you think that maybe that was about our level, um, like how we performed and whatnot? I think. Probably, I'd probably say looking back, that was our level at the time. Yeah. Um, I think we signed McGee, didn't we? Yeah. The following year, and 
he probably won us 30 points on his own. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unreal. He was Unreal. probably... He's probably as close to Messi of the championship I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, what was he like in training? Like, I, I remember... Um, so we used to do... We never used to do it, but then when Geeds came, we'd start doing, like, 1v1s in training. I think... I think I know what you're going to tell me. I think Simon said... <laughs> yeah, si- Simon used to do that one bit, and it was as if he just wanted to watch Geeds just take the mick out of us all. Yeah. And I was quite competitive, so I used to say to like, the lads, I said, li- 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 leave him and I'll take Geeds. Yeah. So I used to... Because I'm quite good 1v1, so I was like, um, I was like, I'll take him. Like, he's mugging everyone off. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take him. <laughs> Honestly, the only player I've ever come up against now, I couldn't tackle him. I genuinely couldn't tackle him. He's the only player that can do a step over and go both ways yeah. and shoot with both feet. I've never seen anything like it. And I think Simon said there was a, a period in training where he just used to sort of sit back and watch Gage try and meg you. Yeah, and, like, and you just like be so like, I'm not letting you do it. Yeah, like, he'd take the piss out of me. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know any other player that's done that. Apart from Geeds, Geeds is the only player that I've come up against and I thought, it 1v1, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another player. Probably the lad at Bournemouth now, um, Dan Juma. Yeah. He's as close to Geeds as I've seen, as in when you squared you up 1v1, you're thinking, I'm knackered here. I'm struggling here. Yeah. <laughs> them two are the only players. Yeah, one of the lads messaged me and said, Will you ask him if he can get anywhere near Dan Juma in training? No, honestly, he's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you realise, like, I don't know, like, say being at North End, um, and then when I, when I did go there, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but um, just the individual Levels. quality of some of the players yeah. is just different. It's completely, like Dan Juma, like... I mean, if say if he came to North End, let's say if he ever came to yeah. North End, uh, you'd watch him and think he is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think looking, like I, I, I'm the exact same. I used to, I watch other teams and think, hmm, not having him or yeah. he's good. But and then when you actually see him up close, up close, you realise how good they actually yeah. are. How was it then? You, you go off end of the season. You have your summer. Yeah, probably off the back of an eleventh place finish. <laughs> Are you thinking, sort of coming back in, like this is maybe the season to kick on and, and try and do a bit better? And then you hit with like, I'm gonna guess it was a bit of a bombshell, or at least a surprise when first day of preseason you've yeah, got Peter turning up at the training ground instead of Simon. Yeah, I think, I mean, I can't properly recall that, that day coming in thinking about it. I don't think there was any sort of whispers of it either. I'm not no. sure. Um, I remember being at work and just seeing a, a statement on the club website. Like, normally you'd hear something, wouldn't you? You'd be like, you'd yeah. hear a bit of a rumour like Arsenal and sniffing round. I think it was quite out of the blue, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, I've had Peter on the podcast before and he said that about that incident, he was like, I, I didn't know. Mm. He said, I, I had to go to the training ground and tell the players, like, Simon's gone to Sunderland. Yeah, it was it was a strange one, that. We we came in and we, I think we went into the meeting room and Peter said, oh, the manager's gone to speak with Sunderland within 24 hours. He was, it was done, I think. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I think at the time, a lot of lads was actually thinking, 
that he's going to take a few of us. Yeah. Um, I think that was that was quite like a sort of realization as to um, what could happen. So it was sort of like quite a little bit of talk. I seem on. I seem to remember. Um, obviously, Geeds ended up going, but that was alone from Everton because yeah. obviously he was on loan yeah. with us but I seem to remember as well Jordan Hugo was massively linked like yeah. even on their end they like, I remember people saying online like I've been reading the forums the Sunderland forums and they're saying like it could very well happen yeah I'm surprised um, I I have a feeling there was no money there yeah um, I think if you'd have had a 10 million quid It'd come in for a It'd few. It'd come in yeah. for a few of us, yeah. Um, I just think they had no money. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen? I'm guessing you've seen the documentary. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. Says everything you need yeah. to know, doesn't it? Really. I mean, <clears throat> what what are you thinking then when he leaves? Are you like, here we go again, kind of thing? Like, time to crack on? Yeah, or I think it was. Is it a bit of excitement? Like, who's the new new man going to be? Or I think I was a bit gutted at the time. Yeah, because I, I was flying. Obviously, what I hadn't been playing, then I had a good six, seven months of being in the team, playing yeah. well every game. Um, so I, obviously, I was on top of the world at the end of the season. Come back, had a good summer. Come back, ready to go again. Then the, obviously the manager goes, and you're thinking, "Oh God, I've got to start again here." Yeah. It's like it's like anything. It's if you're doing well, then you got to go in the manager's goals. If you're yeah. not playing, yeah. I asked me six months before that if. Grayson got sacked I'd have probably been buzzing yeah. uh, do you know what I mean so opportunity yeah. yeah so it's one of them where when you're in the team and a new manager comes in you could quite easily be out of the team so I was a bit wary um, and then obviously Alex Neal came in didn't he yeah I think again like with Simon going I think Alex was appointed a bit out of the blue like there'd not really been many rumours that I remember anyway, not much linked, and then it was like someone put a picture of him at the ground online and was like, Alex Neal's just come out of the meeting room. I'm like, well, <laughs> there it is then. <laughs> how was it when he joined? Like, how how was he? How did he sort of integrate himself with the lads and, and whatnot? Because obviously, you just said yourself, like, you were flying the six, seven months previous, and I suspect for a new manager coming in from his point of view, he's going to want to give everyone a clean slate but then equally doesn't want to sort of disrupt things too disrupt much. things too yeah. much yeah and say to someone like you oh, I'm not going to play you but then you're thinking like fuck's sake I, I've been flying like, I need to play I want to play yeah so like how was that it was quite uh, I remember him coming in um, we was all sat in the changing room yeah and he came in and he said his speech and he left and you're thinking oh Jesus like this is going to be tough like you know when you can tell someone strict it's quite yeah. strict and quiet to the point and they know and if you're not pulling your way you're gone yeah it felt a little bit like that um which as a player you probably want but you're also a bit skeptical thinking yeah. oh god like this could be an army camp this yeah um, but it wasn't really like that um i think we went to ireland yeah. Um, quite soon after he came. Potter Island, was yeah, it? Yeah, it might have been, yeah. And uh, seem to remember a video of you doing like a moonwalk past someone's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Island that yeah, it might have been that exact time actually. Yeah. Um He came in and was was just like a breath of fresh air, you know, when someone 
is really serious, but you know the work that's being done yeah. is proper. It felt like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember him, um, he was doing like a team talk and he was like, because we was trying to play out from the back a bit more yeah. at the time. And I remember him saying like, oh, he said, he said like in front of everyone, he was like, just pass it um, to me. Is the best defensive mid in the league. Yeah. And obviously at the time, you're unsure as to rates you, you don't know whether you're going to be playing. And then when he said that, top it, of the world. Yeah, and you start thinking, he must have seen me play and he yeah. knows. So probably that was the the changing point in my attitude towards not him, but it just giving that, that confidence yeah. that actually I'm going to play it and yeah. I need to prove that sort of him saying that is worthwhile. Hmm. I seem to remember when he first joined, going to guess one of the press or someone in the press was asking him about that as he had a chance to look at like any of the squad and all, and all that sort of stuff. Or maybe it was after he season games and Ben Davis had played quite a bit. And again, he got asked the question and he was like, he said that I really rate Ben. We'd, we'd scouted him at Norwich with a view to signing him. Yeah. But then obviously he got potted at Norwich and that never happened. And obviously, I mean, Ben's like yeah, kick, kicked on under yeah. Alex and he's gone on to, to yeah, get his move. Yeah. Um, but I think that to me, as a fan, I was like, do you know what? If he's been scouting Davo, he's probably had a look at the rest of the lads. Yeah. And he's got a good idea. So I thought he's not coming in blind here. Like, he obviously knows his stuff, kind of thing. Yeah, he's. I think when you don't know him. Yeah. Well, even for, say, you kind of know him from. Because he's been manager of the club, but you yeah. don't know him, know him. Um, so I was in the same scenario as you. You don't really know him, so you don't know if they've been looking. But when you've worked with him for three, four years, he'll have known every single player from probably conference to the Prem yeah. and he knows what the strengths what the weaknesses are of every yeah. single player he's that sort of that guy invested in the game um, so I think at the time you know when you're thinking oh has he seen me does he know what I've done does he know what I'm not good at like looking back now he 100% knew yeah. everything Definitely. about it um, so I think that's what I didn't realise at the time Yeah, that first season then under Alex like what was what was different from Simon? Because obviously we've joked about just finishing eleventh all the time here enough under yeah. Simon to like just missing out on the playoffs. I think it was goal difference, wasn't it, that first season? Yeah. Like what what changed in that twelve months? Um, well, nine months. I think Simon gave a good like So Grayson I think gives a good sort of foundations. Yeah. So he got the team structure really well. We, we knew our roles. We didn't sort of venture out too much. Yeah. You've got your 4-4-2. He was very pragmatic. Like. Yeah, very shuffle, yeah. break, shuffle, get back in position. Um, and it, it worked. I mean, yeah. we, for the first two, three years in the champ, we finished 11th, which is some, some goal in there, yeah. especially with the budget. Um, but I think to get to that next level, I think you need a bit of... I don't know what to, what to call it. I think I just think you need a bit more structure, as in a bit more fluidity. You yeah, need, a bit more freedom. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and you need them flair players to yeah. do stuff, and you need I, rotations. I don't think there was massive change in the squad. 
I know Shawnee came in, and I think Kev O'Connor came in as well with Shawnee. Yeah. I can't remember outside of that many other players coming no, in that, that window. Darnell, Darnell yeah. Darnell was his first signing, wasn't he? Um, um, but I think for Alex to sort of take that group of players and do what he did in that first season, like correct me if I'm wrong, but it's no mean feat to do that. No, it's not. I think um, the players obviously had it in themselves. Yeah, of uh, And it's just, I think that that's the manager's job to get the best yeah. out of the players. Squeeze and, that extra sort of 10, yeah. 20% out and of And I just it. think tactically, he was so good. Yeah. Um, he could he could have, he could have the bottom team in the champ and he'd keep them in the league yeah. just because of how tactically good he is yeah. um, and I think we went a lot more pressing wise whereas under Grayson we was quite static yeah. like come on to us hit him on the break we had Geeds um, whereas under Alex Neal it was a lot more let's just believe that we're I, think, I actually think that was the biggest change I think we went from being a team where we'd play villain thing we get a point here we've done well yeah. or we play Norwich if we maybe only get beat 1-0 we've done alright yeah, went from it. that to playing say Villa and thinking if we don't win it it's not good, it's not good enough yeah. I think that was the biggest difference. do you think it was as much a mentality change in the group of lads as it was everything else that Alex brought yeah I think I think tactically is obviously one of the best you can get at this yeah. level. It's got to be. I don't think there's anyone probably better. Um, but I think the mentality was the biggest change. Yeah. Like I say, just believing and going into every game, no matter who he was, that we was better than the other team. Yeah. But I think that comes with comes with winning, doesn't it? If you if you play a certain way and you get beat every week, you don't believe it, do you? No, exactly. Um, so I think results helped us how we was probably beating maybe a Brentford or a Norwich yeah. so it gave the lads a bit of like, oh we can actually do this I think as well like in terms of individual players like, I, I know obviously Jordan went to West Ham for his big move like what 9-10 million whatever it was but I think as well that like, Alex played a big part in his development I don't know if you feel the same or if speaking to Jordan he feels the same but I think the player that he was under Simon, I know he was a lot younger then as well, yeah. but the player that he was then to when he left, completely different. Yeah, he was. I think when I first signed, I used to look at Jordan. And he, he won't even mind me saying it. I used to think, who is this? Yeah. Like, it's Sunday League stuff. Like, Did you look at him and think, this guy yeah. looks like a cocktail yeah. waiter? Honestly, he was... And, I mean, I'd say it to him if he ever asked me. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought my mates are better than George. Like he was that bad. Yeah. Um, he was a big lump. Couldn't really take it in. Couldn't couldn't shoot. Couldn't yeah. do anything really. Just a big lump. Um, and then from where he ended up, completely different player. Yeah. I don't know whether that was obviously something to do with the manager. Um, but. What a player for us in the in them six months! Unbelievable. Yeah, just banging the ball up to twelve him. or thirteen goals in all comps. I but think even he was even on. some of his goals, yeah, were like twenty five yard goals. The one, the one against Sunderland. 
Yeah, the one against Sunderland. Was si- it, uh, Simon said afterwards, he's like... Left-footed volley or something. Yeah, he's like, I've never seen him score one of them in training in four years, never mind, in a game. It was one of them where he just had an unbelievable six months. Yeah. And I just think he matured into yeah. his body, he matured just through experience of playing yeah. with better players. And what a, what a career. What a career-wise. Yeah, uh, another one as well that sort of stands out from that. And again, I think he even further developed before he left for Sheffield United. But Callum in that first season, if you will, that Alex came in, was like the player that he was under Simon to the end of that first season when we just missed out on the playoffs. In fact, I say Callum, but Callum and Alan both stand out to me. I think Callum was... Callum was always a good player. Yeah. Um... And you can you he always can, had the the ability, didn't he? Yeah, and you could tell him. I've played with Cal for ten years, from yeah. younger ages, um, and you can always see in training that someone's got something. You yeah. know, just the way that they shielded the ball or the sh- he scored loads of goals in training. You couldn't get the ball off him, but then in a game, he probably wasn't as effective as what he could have been. Yeah, and that season with when the new gaffer came in. Um, I don't think he played quite at the start for no, a bit. I remember, I remember. don't know if it was Callum or Alex came out and said that whichever way around it was, they were working on a lot of different aspects of yeah. Callum's game. So I remember, I don't know if he played in it, the game away at Accrington in the cup when we no, got beat and Jordan scored twice, I think he did. I'm sure he did. Um, but I was sat near the dugout and I remember Alex was constantly on at Callum. Yeah. But not berating him, just giving him instructions. Yeah. Constantly giving him instructions. And I think it might have been after that he got asked about it and he was like, yeah, you know, there's stuff that I'm working on with Callum that he needs to improve. But when the penny drops and when he when he gets it, it'll be a player. It, it, it'll be a million miles better for it. And then, like you say, whether it was two or three months further down the line, penny obviously eventually dropped. Yeah, it was That's always... the right phrase, but then he, he looked a million miles better for it. Yeah, he went... He was literally 8, 9 out of 10 every game, weren't yeah. he, from then on? Um, I think he scored, what, 12, 13, 13 yeah. goals? Um, I think it was him and Alan, wasn't it, that, that season? Obviously, Jordan left, but I think the end of that season, it was... They played 12 each, didn't they? 12, 13, 13 each. each, yeah. Um, but you could always see there was a player, and then he just went. He just improved so yeah. much in the space in a short space of time. Um, and just his old, like even his end product. But I think for the system we played... He was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. We had Barky, a fast-paced winger, and we had Callum, who was a pocket player, and, and Alex Neal liked pocket one of each. Yeah. Um, so I think having the pocket player, and Cal was the best pocket player you can have. Yeah, especially you'd, you'd in a championship. It, yeah, you'd wrap it into him, and he'd just stop it dead. Yeah. Um, so he was perfect for that system and for Alex Neal, I think. Do you look back at that first season and think that that was the time for us if we were ever going to do it? I think the time for us to ever do something was probably... Um, it might have been that, that time. I think Callum was flying, George was flying. Um, I think if we probably added... One or two more. One or two more. A McGeady, for example. Yeah, then would have had a good chance yeah. I think there was a few occasions where I used to think if we 
add a couple here, we've got a right good chance. Yeah. And they never quite added. <laughs> Try being a North End <laughs> fan. Um, that, I don't know if it was that first season or the second season, but injuries were a proper, like, thorn in our side. Um, where, to the point, I think we even had, like, 10 or 11 players out injured. Yeah, was that the most defence, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, why was that, do you think? I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, I think it was just one of them things. Yeah, there's always, like, a, everyone wants an, a an reason answer. and an excuse for everything, don't yeah. they? And sometimes it's just potluck. Just one of them. Um, I can't remember. I remember speak like... I used to always do it, like, have a do with the physios, like, joking, but yeah. pretending I'm serious to see the reaction. So I just say, like, you're going to get sacked if one more gets injured here. <laughs> just, just to wind Jack up, and Jack who used to hate it. Um, but I think it was just more of, like, a... I don't know. I don't... I actually had the feeling that, at the time, I don't think a lot of them were, like, muscle injuries. Yeah. Because um, Jack always used to say, oh, well, what can I do if someone gets in a tackle and gets a goes down with the ankle and it's yeah. a contact you can, they can't do anything can they one of them um, things isn't it but I think we we struggled with injuries quite a few years it all seems to happen in the space of like a short space yeah of time, like a month it? or two yeah. and then you lose six on the spin because yeah. and then your season's kind of done in it I remember I don't know if it was the start of the season that ended because of Covid with the big break but I think early on did you get injured and you were out for like six weeks yeah I was out for I think eight weeks, yeah. but COVID happened and it kind of saved me because yeah. um, I only ended up missing about two weeks. Yeah, so that was quite a blessing, really. Yeah, so that obviously that first season finished seventh. Second season, I think we finished fourteenth. Yeah. Um. Then that third season, obviously the COVID season, we went top in November. I think it was Charlton. We won at one 0 yeah. Galley scored a pen. Did you feel then again? I think that was another time. Because it was November, yeah. you, you're thinking January window's just around the corner. If we can bring in maybe two or three or one or two new faces, we could go on and do something. Yeah. Like I said, like I said before, I think there was two or three times when I thought now's the time. Yeah. Another, when you're thinking. I, th- I think I always used to say, as, as a team, we're not expecting. Peter or the owner to go is 20 million on a striker no, yeah. no one expects that but rather than spending a mil and a half on a player why not spend three mil four mil and let's be serious let's let's just pay him a bit of extra money than what yeah. the rest of the lads are on because if these two or three signs that you make pay off everything's paid off and you're making uh, you're making it back in quadruple yeah well, 40 times yeah. what you're paying out anyway. And I just think... I, I don't know the owner at all. Um, I spoke to him a couple of times, but I just think if you're... I don't know the financials, whatever, but I just think if you're at his age... With all that money. With all that money, why not just go and spend 10, 10 mil? Yeah. No one's asking him to spend 500 million. Yeah, yeah. Why not I think on? that's the biggest gripe for North End fans. No, it's like... But like, said, like you yeah. said, instead of going out and spending the best part of a million quid, why not spend an extra mil on top of that and go and get someone that will come in and hit the ground running and be that direct replacement? 
Yeah, it's like, I remember, I don't know, it was about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, I think, um, they was trying to sign, well, they said they had it agreed for Adam Armstrong. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe said it on Wednesday. Did he? Yeah. Um, and that, and then they said, um, I think Blackburn matched it. Yeah. And he, and he, he chose could, to go to Blackburn because he'd worked with Mowbray. Yeah, why not just go to Newcastle, rather than one and a half mil? We'll give you two mil. Yeah, it's extra half a mil, isn't it? Yeah. It's not when you're spending that kind of money. It's not yeah, really there, who, is it? Who cares? And if he takes you up, you're making two hundred million. Yeah, who cares? Or yeah. if he doesn't take you up and he goes on top of the season that he has, you send for twenty million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it can always back everything can backfire. Yeah. You could have come to North End and and done nothing. Yeah, and you lose out on an extra five grand that you spend. But that's life. Like, I could walk out yeah. the front door tomorrow and get it by a bus. I I think that's the biggest gripe I've got with the club I think it's run really well I think the players that they sign are good honest lads and you know what you're going to get everyone will work hard you've got a similar salary between everyone so no one's earning stupid money no one's earning crap money Um, and it's good for that camaraderie but I think that only gets you so far you're all in this together kind of thing yeah and it, it's good. It's good to be a part of. I just think there's you. You're going off. You're hoping for that one-off season, yeah. where everything clicks. And it's happened before. Huddersfield did it. And few and far between, though, isn't it? But it, it's one in every twenty years, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got to be your club. And I just think to minimise that and to have a real goal. Like I said, we're not asking anyone to spend twenty million or yeah. thirty grand a week. We're saying. Instead of paying one and a half, pay two and a half and give him an extra three or four grand a week than you would. And you probably get them. Yeah. And it says to the fans, we're having a go. Because yeah. I think as a fan, I don't know what the fans are like, but I think if the club went and spent three million on a striker, four million on a striker, everyone would probably be buzzing with that. Yeah, because um, I think it was only this January just gone. Like We hadn't broken our transfer record since we signed David Healy from United. And what year was that? Uh, 2001. See, that that, that is unbelievable. But, but that, that was like 1.3 mil, 1.4 mil. And yeah. I said to Peter, I was like, so we've signed Ben Whiteman. As far as we know, we've not broken our transfer record. Have we done it? And he was like, eh. Without wanting to like, say figures, he was like, yeah, I'd say we've probably but just think, about... But you'd think if they had broke it... They'd make a song and dance about it. Yeah, yeah. because then it shows to the fans Brilliant. that... Oh, we're spending money yeah. here. So I'd be sceptical. then? I think a lot of the transfers nowadays are, say, is 1-0. Yeah. That's probably if he gets promoted. Do you know, do you get on? Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Add-ons and all um, that. So it's, you kind of want, just go and spend three mil up front, cash, yeah. and go and get your striker that no one's asking you to get Troy Deeney or... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, but, I think another one, we were, apparently we had a deal agreed for Kiefer Moore. Yeah, like um, something like that. When the first window after Jordan left, I think it was that summer after Jordan left, and then apparently Barnsley were like, no, we, we want this much instead. But th- this much is probably... Nothing. <laughs> quarter of a million, yeah. half a million. And North Maybe mil- nah, you're all right. Um, we'll we'll sack it off. And then he goes and what? Plus what? Fifteen goals for Cardiff this yeah. year. Um, Fired him into the playoffs last season. And it's like, I don't know. There must be a reason though. It's, yeah, it's I, it can't be quite as plain sailing as us saying, "Why don't you just go and spend three million 
there must be a reason why yeah. they're not doing that. Yeah. And, and, and I can understand it to a point as in <clears throat> if you've got everyone on a similar wage and you spend four million and he goes to double what the rest of you're on. It's going to upset the group. Then say it? it doesn't upset the group if he does what he's been brought, brought in to do. It's when. I don't know, say you bought a striker in and he's not scoring and Sean is there scoring a goal every other game. Yeah. He's going, he's on quadruple my wage. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. So then he goes and I start playing, I want that. Yeah. Then you get into a big problem. Problem then. <laughs> That's the issue with it. Um, in terms of that COVID sort of season finishing, you were quite outspoken about how you thrived off like the fans being in the stadium and yeah. I think anyone that's watched you will agree just how much not you but how much do you think that affected the group as a whole because I don't think anyone else maybe one or two did I can't remember but I don't think anyone else came out and said anything like that whereas yeah. you were like you were, like I said you were quite open about it and you're like do you know what yeah it does affect me like I, I knew it was going to be a big issue for me yeah um well, you never fully know until you until you're in, in it. So, but I had a feeling that it would have been a big issue, just because my whole game is based off adrenaline, yeah. and making decision on the spot with the reactions of the crowd, reactions of other players. Yeah, um, and I'm never, I'm never been a great trainer, as in, if there's nothing on the line, I'm a bit. Hard to get so, yourself up for. Yeah, right? and what's the point? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, say, a lot of people say in training five holes, they always say, make sure you win because what you take in training, will, you'll go onto the pitch. Yeah. And works for probably 90% of players. But for me personally, I could be shit all week in training, but on a Saturday when there's 20,000 people watching, I've got my own personal pride. Yeah. If I play bad, it's going to make me feel like shit for the rest of yeah, the weekend. Yeah. So I need to play well. And you might become like an 8 or 9 out of 10 as opposed to a 5 or 6. Yeah. Um, and I just think when you've got no crowd, you're going into the game thinking, well, if I don't do well, nobody's watching. So I can go home and just crack on and it's... It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world yeah. when in theory it's a big business and there's a lot of people watching there's a lot of people sort of jobs on the line if you don't do well yeah. and you don't take that into consideration I think that's probably the hardest thing that I've felt and I don't think my game's suffered that much I don't think it's been a massive thing I just think you lose that 5% maybe yeah, that edge. which is probably quite a big difference when you're talking if you go from a 6 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10 yeah it's quite a big difference. Yeah, um, and I think for players like you as well, like losing that five percent is massive. Yeah, I, I always felt as if I was maybe a yard off it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, say the ball's breaking, I'm busting my balls to get there um, to make that tackle. Which you did a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then without the crowd, you're thinking, oh, if I don't get there, I'll just jockey him, and then they'll. He'll kick it out play, or I'll kick it out play. Yeah. So you lose that little bit that when everyone's losing that, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. Um, do you think that ultimately is why we slipped out of the playoffs then? Um <clears throat> I don't know. I think if you people might say that that 
break killed us. If you probably look before that break, we were struggling. Yeah, we were. I think we we played three or four games before that. And we there lost. was um, the QPR game at home, and they went down to ten men. Don't know if it was just before New Year or just after New Year, and I think we even went one nil up, and then yeah. Eze scored. Twice. Was that at home? Yeah, yeah. And, and we two one or three two. We three three one. I think it was. was. It? We were pants. And like you can go back then and say you know COVID's nowhere near, and we were struggling then. Like yeah. so, I'd, yeah, I don't know. It's I just tough remember, one, it? yeah, I remember um, it coming. Well, when COVID hit and we we had that break, and I think well for me personally, I was injured, so it was it was kind of a good time. But yeah. I think for the whole team as well, this this is come at a good time. This we can reset and yeah. we can because we was quite a good pressing team. So I thought. We can reset. It's been a long season. We we can have a right good last six, seven, eight games, yeah. and just play how we like to play. But it never quite happened. Yeah. I think it didn't help how. I think the Luton game, the game we came back. I actually thought we played all okay. Yeah, I um, thought we did well. Obviously, we Scotty scored, didn't he? And then they equalised. They equalised quite late on, eighty eighth minute or something. And then you come off that thinking, we've done all right here, and. But football is a strange sport, as in that game you draw and the teams play crap. Yeah. If he doesn't whip it in the top corner, so that one action that he's done, he's whipped it in with his left foot top corner from 25 yards. If that doesn't, we've gone from playing shit to we've played well today. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? That's yeah, from yeah. a fan's point of view. That's it, how it. It's one thing it that changes it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just that obviously. Just touch on Scott. How was it when he came in in that January? I know that like we've talked about it on the pod. Like that January was one that we felt we probably needed two or three. Yeah. And obviously, only managed to bring Scott in. But how was it like from your lad's point of view? When yeah, I think at the time I was, I, I was really happy with it. Yeah. I think it's, but I always think you've got to look at. So Scott is quite a big name for Preston, isn't it? Yeah. One, a lot. A lot with Celtic, he's played at Man City. Won the FA Cup as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and you're thinking, we've just signed Scott Sinclair for Preston. So yeah. we're having a real go here. <laughs> but when you actually Does that think, give you lads a bit of a lift? A little bit, yeah. But I think it, you never get too excited until, especially for me, I need to, because I always look at it from sort of a negative point of view. I always look at it as... Well, we've got Scotty, but why have we got Scotty? Yeah, why is someone else not coming for? Yeah, it? if I always think with every player Preston brings in, if there was really, really good, he wouldn't have come to Preston. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, um, which is which is fair to say because if he was that good, Pre- we wouldn't be in for him. No, um, and Joe said something similar on Wednesday. He's like, you know, identifying players was never a problem. It was getting them here. Yeah. Um, you know he said like to me and Ollie who were on the pod he was like all three of us could sit here now and say he'd improve North End he'd improve North yeah. End he'd improve North End it's like footy manager isn't it yeah. we can all sit here and say let's sign him from Cardiff let's sign him from I don't know Brentford yeah. and we'll go up but if we want him from Brentford so do Blackburn yeah. who might be paying him an extra two or three grand a week so yeah. we can go there do you know, do you know what I mean yeah. It's not. I think you've got to shop in the. Unless the club have a go, 
you've got a shop in the sort of market of the young up and coming players yeah. that like you when we say yeah you. a bit yeah. like that or a championship player who has done all right but you think is it is it the buffers a little bit maybe and yeah or has he got a bit more room for improvement yeah. that no one else that you can't anyone else can't really see yeah but if 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 I was taking control I'd say let's just spend the money and let's go bang 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 and do it yeah